Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Our website is filled with more encouraging interviews, all accessible at MyFaithRadio.com. It's the weekend, and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, Chris Weigel. And every weekend, Chris and I are here. We're doing life together. And as always, we're so glad that people have joined us. Dr. Linda, it's amazing that it's already this far into June. And here we are on this weekend, as you know, celebrating Father's Day. And whether your dad is alive or he's no longer with us, we always set aside this Sunday each year to honor our, our dads. And the Europeans, I don't know if you knew this or not, I just learned, the Europeans celebrated Father's Day on March 19th since the Middle Ages. So why March? Uh, who knows? <laughs> okay, this is not a history show. <laughs> this is not a history show. We have no idea exactly. why. If you're free on March 19th, let's have yeah, Father's no, Day. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. It's usually spring break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can spring break with your father. True. There good you point. go. That would, okay. that would be a good idea. But here in the United States, it's always the third Sunday in uh, June when we father uh, when we celebrate Father's Day. So, Chris, is your dad still living? No, I'm, wait, I'm asking that question, and haven't I met your dad? Yeah, like, like <laughs> so I think it was three weeks ago. Hopefully he's still living. Yes. <laughs> Actually, uh, dad is very youthful for his age, but there's one thing that I don't want to get from him, and that's his genes. Okay. I do want his genes, I should say, because he is youthful for his age, but I don't want his blue genes. Okay. That's what I meant to say. Okay, so yeah. so he's around, and he's <laughs> right. with you, and yes. uh, are you going to spend the weekend with him? Yes, definitely. Oh, good. Probably, okay. probably end up on a river somewhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. And doing fishing or something like that, or right. just boating? Are you oh, guys no, boaters? No, we don't just boat. We don't just boat. No, <laughs> you, you better have a fishing uh, fishing rod in your hand. Well, actually, my dad loved to fish. Um, we uh-huh. used to fish off of Lake Michigan because we oh, lived wow. on a beach town, and we had a pier. We'd go out there and we'd catch bluegill and trout. And mm-hmm. but he's ninety six years old now, and he's living in Maine. So I'm real excited that I'm going to be with him this weekend. And I I can't say enough of how grateful I am that we still have him with us because right. not everybody's dad lives to ninety six. Mm-hmm. And the great part of my dad is that his mind is still really sharp. Wow. So I call him every day. We have conversations. Um, now he's he's not moving like he mm-hmm. used to, and he's his mobility is really a problem. But my dad was a really strong example of hard work and determination and just driven to help us kids be successful. He came to this country at the, at the age of two. Mm. It tells a really funny story about coming through Ellis Island. Wow. And because he didn't speak English, he was really afraid to talk, and they almost sent him away thinking there was something wrong with him. Really? They almost didn't let him in the country because of that. <laughs> right. But he came from Germany. They had nothing when they came. And they, my dad worked really hard. I remember my grandfather rode a bicycle to work and never even learned how to drive. Mm-hmm. But what I really admire about my dad is that he worked so hard, he sent all three of us to college. It's amazing. The, the entire Ellis Island thing, what a story. That's that's the American dream. It right is. There. He should write a book. Well, my brother actually, you, now you can look up anything on the Internet. Mm-hmm. My brother actually found the ship that they came over and uh, printed out a picture of it, and we wow. showed it to him. So it's it's a pretty cool story. So it's a great anyway. story. Yeah. You know, I remember uh, we discussed Mother's Day gifts 
last month for we Mother's did. Day. <laughs> we did. But I think getting dad a gift is harder. I, Would you I, agree? You're right. You're right. I mean, how many of the world's best dad mugs or ties <laughs> <laughs> or anything you can think of like that can you give your dad? I, right. It's just it is really hard, and we need to step up our game this year. You've got any, do you have any ideas? Well, as I think about it, um, we dads have spent a lifetime what driving kids to soccer, ballet, football, baseball, everything kids are into. And handing out tons of advice, whether we want it or not. And uh, maybe we should think about something a little more meaningful this year based on what all they've done. Here's an idea. A good watch. How about an Apple Watch? Would you want one of those? Yeah. You know, oh yeah. my no, I, I I would love to have an Apple right. watch, but I don't know if my husband would want to. I'd have to think about that. Now this is interesting. How about a coffee frother? This is the best <laughs> gift ever. The frother. Really? Oh my wait, I bought my one one for my husband and it is like it is like you don't have to go to any of those fancy coffee shops because mm-hmm. we can make it just like they do. It's wow. actually an amazing gift. The coffee so frother. Maybe the mother in the family wants it more than the dad, <laughs> but right. I think he really likes it, actually. Uh-huh. A beard or a mustache trimmer is a good idea. Would and, you like that? Well, you? maybe maybe a, an ear trimmer. An ear. Oh, gosh, I'm, I'm getting that doesn't into that. sound good. I don't know. <laughs> and here's, here's something we do have in our house, and this is a great uh, Father's Day idea the artificial intelligence devices we have one called alexa oh the alexa that's yeah. the google one isn't it or uh, something, something you, like you that, talk yeah. to it you do walk in and say hey now i probably shouldn't do this but alexa turn on the dr linda mental show and, <laughs> and, she'll, and she'll do it you never know you know <laughs> it could it, it very well could happen yeah <laughs> i think that would actually be a cool gift right um, now think about this here's one if you grew up flying kites with your dad wouldn't he love to have a drone oh See, I've got a drone. I think you yeah. do. Oh, you yeah, have a drone. Great, oh, great my gosh. Sharon's going to have a hard time thinking of stuff to get you. Right. Since know. you've got everything, <laughs> I'll tell her you don't, <laughs> don't want don't an Apple the, Watch though, <laughs> or a coffee frother. <laughs> frother. Okay. <laughs> and then there's always the old standard, you know, the grilling. Dads love to grill. You get him grilling accessories. Get him a book with new recipes. Uh, so he can step up his barbecue Listen, game. my husband is probably the number one griller of all time. This is what I hear. Yeah. What he did on Mother's <laughs> Day was was something that should be in a magazine because we took really? pictures of it. Maybe I should put that on Instagram. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to remember to go back and put that on there. He made this seafood medley on the grill with all kinds of stuff. It was like something you would buy in a magazine. My son kept saying this would cost like two hundred fifty dollars if we were out at a restaurant because it was lobster tails and scallops. Mm-hmm. All, he's so he would love anything grilling. Better yet, go ahead and do the Instagram thing, but invite me over someday. Yeah, that's what everybody was really. saying when I put it on Facebook. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, here's one more idea that you can't go wrong with for dad. That would be a hammock. Give him something to take a break in. Yeah, that would be a nice one. Those are those are all great ideas. Um, I have some ideas, I think, now a little bit about what to get Norm. But we're going to look at some other things related mm-hmm. to dads when we come back from the break. We've got some great ideas. One of the best gifts you could give your dad was tell him something positive about your life and what you did for his life. And we're going to talk a little bit about lessons from dad when we come back. Okay, let's be honest. There are times when we eat just because life is tense or the kids are driving you crazy or we feel anxious or insecure about a relationship with a friend or a spouse, right? Food might just be too available or I can't help myself or it feels so good to dive into the ice cream sundae. We have a million excuses, but the truth is sometimes we just eat out of emotion 
not need. You know, it happens to all of us. So how do we fix the problem? Well, here's a quick prescription, and it begins with press pause. If you follow this simple plan, you can say goodbye to mindless eating and hello to the joys of eating. When you press pause, you slow down and begin to listen to your body. Am I truly hungry? What's going on around me that makes me want to put something in my mouth? So here's how to pause. We're going to spell it out. The P stands for purpose. Purpose to delay immediate gratification. Then the A stands for attend. Attend to the moment, but also be mindful of the future and how your immediate decision might be the one you regret later. Next is the U. Understand that your good intentions and even your willpower don't win the impulsive eating battle. You need a healthy dose of God help. Then the S, strategize. Find ways to incorporate God's help. You invite the Holy Spirit to work within you and you'll discover his strength to improve your self-control. And then finally, the E, execute those changes. So to eat without emotion, press pause before you eat. Well, we are talking about Father's Day this weekend, so why don't we spend the rest of our time honoring our dads by recalling the lessons that we learned from dad. A lesson I learned from my dad is to never cut corners. I felt like growing up, he was always a perfect example of that. Wow, that's Mm. an interesting one. Never cut corners. My dad always taught me about business skills and building relationships in business. We came from a coal mining family in Pennsylvania. It was was tough times as the mines were closing and grandparents and even my own dad uh, was looking for work. And so we moved from the coal regions to Philadelphia. My dad's work ethic was the biggest thing that he kind of left for me. He faithfully took on jobs from being a milkman to a breadman to menial things to meet the family's needs. And that's probably the one of the reasons I have a, a strong work ethic myself is that I saw him fulfilling his role of being a provider, a faithful husband. Dad, although I wish he had more time to come to my track meets and watch me run, he didn't. He was working hard. Well, that work ethic is really one that a lot Mm. of people talk about, Chris. You know, there's got to be a balance. I was reading an article recently that talked about how the dad prided himself in having been a hard worker, provided for his kids, and then as an adult... The, the son resented that. Yeah, and, I, and you heard him say a little bit about the track. Mm-hmm. He couldn't come to my track meets. But right. I, this, is, this is one of the things I said about my dad is that work ethic that he did instill in us. And what's interesting is I saw that um, being recorded, and I know who that person is who said that. This is a very, very successful man that has, mm-hmm. has educationally just blown it out the water. Mm-hmm. Um, so he got a lot uh, in terms of that work ethic that he put into a different way. So you're right. We have to have some balance in that. And I love the fact that a female said, yeah. my dad gave me business skills. So that's really great. So this isn't just a gender thing. You know, dads can speak into the lives of their daughters and talk about business and work ethics just as well. Well, here's a couple more, sort of a variation on those work themes. A uh, lesson that my dad shared with me is always work at your hands because then you'll learn more about the things you're working on. My father taught me the value of good work, hard work, and honesty. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have accomplished half the things that I've done throughout my life. He was a very simple-minded but yet hardworking person who I learned so much from. I'm just forever grateful for the lessons he taught me, especially about just being a good person and the, the value of good, honest, hard work. There seems to be a theme emerging here. Dads must be good at uh, passing along work habits and secrets. Why do you think that is? Well, they can model it. 
So, you know, again, the dad is still, even though we're maybe thinking that men and women um, can work the same amounts, most of the dads are out there trying to provide for the family. And Mm so, you know, if they're doing their job, they're probably feeling like they've got to instill that into their kids. And that is one thing I saw. My dad never missed a day at work. He never took a sick day. He was always there. He was reliable, dependable. And those are really great things to pass on because you're going to be successful with your family. But I think, again... We just want to warn dads to make sure that they're not workaholics, right, Chris? Right. Yeah. And that they're actually attending to the emotional needs of their family as well. It would be terrible to live later in life and have your kids end up resenting yeah. all of the hard work you put into yeah. the family. I love the honesty part, though, too, that they're mm-hmm. talking about. And the, it's interesting that the one person said that his dad helped him work with his hands and thought that was really important. You know, that's important because today's dad still needs to be able to get out and change a tire. Or you know, do work around the house and this type of thing. And and if, if I can be honest here, I think we're seeing a generation grow up that uh, that doesn't necessarily work with their hands like uh, like we used to. You can't get on your Alexa and tell her to mm. change the tire, can you? Exactly, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Here are a few other great lessons dads teach their kids that we found. So we looked these up, and one is decision making mm. and strategizing. Now, I'm not sure, is that a dad thing? or could that, I, I think I'm really good at teaching my kids decision-making and strategizing. I, I think, by and large, dad is, is going to be more black and white than mom. Mm. So when it comes time to make a decision, dad's the one that says, we're doing this. If the, the kids see some decisiveness there, maybe they get that from dad. Well, let's listen to one uh, person who talked about the value of an education and how to get ahead in our world. One thing that comes to mind when I think of what I learned from dad is, And education is very important. That's one thing that cannot be taken away from you. And to always be kind. Boy, that education was my dad. That was, he felt like that was the ticket to a better life. And he pushed and pushed and pushed. We didn't even know in our family that there wasn't an option other than college. (laughs) (laughs) I went, what? People actually go do other things after high school? (laughs) Because he was, you know, he just didn't have that advantage. And he really wanted us to go and to do that. So... One of the other things we found, Chris, was the importance of responsibility that always accompanies our independence. Mm-hmm. So dads, are, I think, are really good at saying, you know, you can be independent, you can go do that, but boy, you better take responsibility for whatever it is you're going to do. Did you get that from your dad? Yeah, we, you were responsible for what happened. If you, whether you had success or you got yourself into trouble, you made your bed so you lied in it type of thing. Yeah, and I know one of the things that my husband does with the kids all the time is he tries to get them to stop procrastinating mm-hmm. and says, just get up, do it now. Right. I think dads are better at that. I'm like, they can talk me out of it. You know, they can <laughs> give me a good excuse right. or they can go, mom, and they can sort of have this emotional reaction. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But dads are like, get up there, get it done, get it done now. I think that's a gender difference again with it women and men. Could be, yeah. So are you the pusher or oh, Sharon the pusher? Oh, I'm the pusher, definitely. You're the pusher. Yeah. So, so in your household, let's let's get this right. Doctor Norm says, Linda, I need you to tell the kids to, to stop procrastinating, and you say, I'll get around to it later. Yeah, no, actually, <laughs> neither of us have that problem, right. so we both probably push in that that way. Here's one that I have found with my own husband. He is the grammar and spell check person. Hmm, He's right. always correcting us. Now, I don't think that's a gender thing. I don't know if that's a dad thing. I think he just had, his mom was an editor. And Mm -hmm. so grammar was really big in their family. So he does that with us. So I think there's a lot of these that we could maybe think are lessons from dad that probably could be mom too. But this is in terms of what we found on the internet. As a good daughter, though, here's one that I can really relate to that someone said. Okay, my dad is a car dealer and he always said, 
if you take care of your car, it'll take care of you. <laughs> now, listen, <laughs> my dad always said, I want to see the guy's car mm. when I would go on a date. Right. And he would, I go, what, what are you talking about? Why would you want to see the car? Yeah. And he would say, I'm going to look in that car. If he doesn't take care of that car, he's not going to take care of you. <laughs> see, that got me once because my <laughs> my car was too small. They were afraid that, that their daughter would be in danger in a, an accident. I had a small little compact Oh, you car. did? Okay. She said, no, not you uh, can't, can't use that vehicle. So I had to borrow mom and dad's big boat that they had. And then I eventually got a bigger car just so I could could take her out. So but my dad would look to see if it was clean when you came pick me up. See, that was the issue. Right. Take was, care of that thing. Well, this was clean. It just wasn't big enough. Well, let's listen to a couple more. Lesson my dad taught me was to always uh, enjoy the time you have with the family and to enjoy the little things in life. A lesson my dad always taught me was balance and that everything in life has to be kept in balance. I know who that one is, I think. That's our son. <laughs> the voice sounds very familiar. And right. if you ask them both, they will. They were both. I think we were talking about this before the show, and we were saying, you know, what do you remember? What do you remember most about dad? And both of them right away said, "Oh, that's easy. Balance, 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 balance life." And see, that's what I, I mentioned earlier about balance because you can have a dad who uh, says, "You know what? I need to provide for my family, so I'll be at work twelve hours a day, six days a week." That's important. But he also needs to be home. Right. You know, what a stressful situation being a dad, knowing that you have those two responsibilities and, and balancing those two are tough. I think it's good. I think my husband did a great job of that. So mm-hmm. I'll just give a shout out to Norm right now and just right. say that he modeled that for the kids and showed him that. Well, let's listen to a couple more before we go to the break. One of the greatest things my dad taught me was my love of Mexican food, first off, and that food <laughs> is meant to be enjoyed and have bold flavors. Um, some of the other things that my dad always taught me was that no matter where I am in the world, he'll always be there or he'll always come pick me up. Obviously, if I'm across the world, then it'll be a phone call or FaceTime, but wherever I am, he'll be there for me. And then lastly, that trust is one of the greatest things in a relationship, in a family, and without trust, it's, it's something that you earn and that if it's messed up or if it's skewed that that's something you really have to work on to repair because without trust you know you can't really move forward in life well there's a lot in that one Mm. i like the mexican food part first right (laughs) anytime anytime we talk about bold flavors in food we have to leave here and go to lunch i know know? (laughs) that's so true isn't it but boy what what a bunch of great points about trust in a relationship and i Mm. love the fact that there is a daughter who feels like no matter what, her dad's going to be there for her, right. and he's going to come and get her mm-hmm. if he's able in any situation. What a great gift to give to your child. Well, After the short break, Dr. Linda will be back to wrap up today's special tribute to our fathers and the lessons we have all learned from dad. Okay, well, having a close relationship with your dad teaches you many things. Dads tend to be more of risk takers. Moms are overcautious, and so the drive to excel anything that you want to do dad and i worked on cars together we went fishing together he didn't say oh well you're a girl you can't do that and i think the other thing too that he probably taught me was um not just perseverance but patience he was one that he would sit down and talk through things and this is dr james cribs pain physician and co-author of living beyond pain psalm 13 1 and 2 is often the cry of the person in pain How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? The psalmist concludes that he is not forgotten and that his suffering matters to God. 
God will sustain him, and God will sustain you. I had a difficult relationship with my father growing up as he was an alcoholic and there was divorce in the family. The one thing I truly remember him teaching me at that time and then later on in life is that if you head down a path and it's not the right path, you can always turn around and go the other direction. Wow. So that I think that's really important for each of us to hear. So here's a man who had a difficult father relationship, and yet he's looking for something in that relationship that could give him some help in life. So he did still had a lesson from his dad. And I, I think we have to think about that, that dads aren't perfect. A lot of dads may have their own problems and their own troubles. They may have come from families where they had a lot of difficulty, and maybe they didn't have good role models either. But there's always something, Chris, in a relationship where we can look and we can find something maybe in that relationship that we can say we learned from or was a positive. Don't you agree? I would agree, yes. And you know, honoring parents, especially dads, uh, who we feel they may not really deserve our love and gratitude. Uh, Dr. Linda, what do you make of the Scripture that commands us to honor them? So, so that's a good question about how do we honor a dad who's been difficult, um, and we really don't feel like they deserve it. I mean, we don't deserve the kind of love that we get from God, right. and God still has a relationship with us. So yeah, I think what we, we're looking at is the Old Testament command in Exodus, the Ten Commandments, where God says, honor your father and mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. And later, Paul reminds us in Ephesians 6-2 that this is the first commandment with a promise. Yeah, but you notice that nowhere in the verse— are we given a chance to get off the hook? We can't right. do that. So let's listen to one more person who had something to say about a lesson she learned from her father. It's hard for me to list one important thing that my dad has taught me because he is so important in my life. My dad has taught me to be a woman of Christ above all and that I should strive to serve and to love God before I love myself and before I lo even love my husband. So that is one of the, probably the most important thing he's ever taught me, and he's taught me multiple other things, but that's probably the most important in my life. That's probably the most important is to be a woman of God. But let's go right to a story, because we've got one more lady who tells a great story about her dad. I think it'd be a great story to close with. My dad is no longer with us, but while he was alive, he had a flat tire one day, went into a gas station to get it repaired, and there happened to be a priest sitting there, and my dad asked him if he could confess his sins, since my dad was raised in Catholic and was in that faith. He had lost his way, and obviously at that moment, he just felt like it was a, it was a God wink, maybe, that he had met this priest in this gas station, and um, and the father said, sure, and they went for a walk, and my dad confessed a long list of, of sins and trials and things that he had gone through um, and was fretting over and, and, and dealing with. And um, the priest said, you know, I hear your confession. I want you to go say your rosary. And my dad proceeded to go home at that point and call me, uh, asking me, how is he going to figure out how to say his rosary? He forgot how to do them. The priest had given him a plastic rosary. And, and I said, Dad, you know, just, just go online, Google it, how to, how to say my rosary and, and print it off. And I said, uh, you know, that way you can say your rosary. How many times you got to say it? And he said, he told me that I had to say it 21 times. And I was like, well, Dad, you know, it's not, not a task you can't handle. You got time. That's great. It's, that's awesome. And so... 
at that point, you know, after my father died, I actually went and closed out his home, and I found the printed-off rosary. It was dated, and it was December before he had major surgery the following year, uh, which actually basically took him out. God called him home. Um, But it was interesting to find that plastic rosary and the... um, right up on how to say rosary. And the lesson basically is it's never too late to ask God's grace and and salvation and mercy. And I'm confident in my person and in my heart that my dad is with the Lord. Well, it's never too late. And so thank you to all the dads who have given so much to their children, have been examples of God's love. We honor you this weekend, and we thank you for the countless lessons learned from you over the years. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Many thanks to our producer, Normento, the father of our children, an engineer and social media producer, and my co-host, Chris Weigel, who makes the show a conversation from all of us here at Faith Radio. We'll talk to you next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're enjoying celebrating your father this weekend. Enjoy it. And remember, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Happy Father's Day. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.